What's up, Pitt fans? Welcome back to another episode of In the Trenches here on the Post-Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel and podcast network. I'm Noah Hiles, Pitt Athletics beat reporter for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And joining me, as always, are my co-hosts for this show, Jake Cradle and Gavin Bartholomew. Fellas, uh, another week, another loss, 2-7 and seven on the season. Uh, Florida State, tough opponent and just a tough outcome. You guys held, held strong in this one, and we're going to recap it now. Um, I guess we'll start with this. You guys are playing toe-to-toe with the number four team in the country for three quarters, especially in that first half. What's it like on the sideline while that's going on? Because you've both been a part of some big upsets. What's it like? Did, did it did it have that feeling in the first half that like, oh, this is like Louisville? Did it did it feel like that? Did it have those vibes? Um, yeah, definitely. I think I think you just I mean, we know we can compete with anyone, like we've talked to them in previous weeks, and I feel like it had that that vibe of like, hey, like if we really execute and do our job and just make sure we don't shoot ourselves in the foot, like we have a chance to win this. We can take this down to the last, you know, couple minutes and see just slug it out and see it wins. But uh but I mean like you said, after after the first half, we kinda second half we just shot ourselves in the foot, you know. I mean, we didn't really I didn't really protect Christian that well in the second half. And then it just I felt like it just kinda fell apart and they kinda they any mistake we had or you know, miscue they they took advantage of it and kinda showed why they're the number fourteen in the country. So I mean but like you said, I think truly in the first half it felt like all right, like we're we're gonna shock the world. We're gonna come out of here with a win and we're gonna we're gonna knock the number four team off. And you know, we, if we would have kept kept doing what we were doing in that first half, executing, we would have been fine. But you know, that's why I got just got got to finish better. But yeah, that's that's all I got there. Yeah, I mean, uh, on the sideline, it was kind of like everyone was pretty positive. I'd say everyone was like cool, calm, and collective. Um, I mean, obviously, almost like we've done it before, um, kind of like Louisville in a way, I guess you could say. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, we just couldn't really get anything going offensively. Um, you know, we struggled with penalties. Um, run game wasn't really there, neither was the pass. And, uh, yeah, you know, turning the ball over doesn't really help. So I'm um, just cleaning up on those things. And, uh, yeah. So just, just looking at the offense, because um, it, it feels like you guys are moving the football more than you have been in in the first half of the season. Would you agree with that? Do you, do you feel like because some people they point at the numbers and you know the completion percentage is down, the run game still not there. But would as two guys who are part of this offense, do you feel like this offense has made strides this year? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think we made a lot of strides uh, since Christian took over. I think we're more explosive, or you know, we're having more uh, success in the pass game. You know, deep. I would say in the deep ball and. You know, that, that's going to open up the run game. I mean, if we can just get the run game established, and that, that starts with us up front. I mean, we got to really, you know, tr- just execute. Like, I, I mean, I say it every week. It's so repetitive, but, I mean, it's it's the truth. Like, if we just do what we're coached to do and, you know, the assignments and alignments and just get make holes to running backs, they'll hit them. We have good running backs in the backfield. But um, but if we can open the run game up more, I mean, it's going to – this offense is going to open up way more, and that's – that's where I think this offense thrives is when you when you have a successful run game because then you can do play action off those those run plays we have and then you can you know take shots to you know Gavin and the wide receivers. So, I mean that's that's one thing. Hopefully these last three games we can get figured out and become more explosive and um, you know get three wins. Yeah, I mean I think we've improved a lot. Um, 
it's just the drive killers that are getting us, you know, um, you know, the pre-snap penalties. And, um, you know, when you're starting back deep like that, you know, it kind of forces you to almost try and, you know, get to the stick. So it doesn't really open anything up. But like Cradle said, you know, if we can get the run game going and the pass game going, you know, we can be a lethal team and um, we just got to get to it. So, guys, obviously this past loss knocked you out of bowl contention. Um, I, I just have to ask, were you guys – was the goal to reach a bowl? Obviously, at the start of the season it was. But when things kind of started falling apart and it became clear that this wasn't going to be the season that you had hoped it would be, like did you go into Florida State thinking, hey, we win this one, we finish perfect in November again, we get back to a bowl, we have a happy ending? Or was it so week by week that a bowl really hasn't been in your thoughts for a long time? No, honestly, that's a, that's a great question. I think uh, we came in the Sunday before Florida State and kind of same thing we did in 2022. We kind of circled November and said, look, like, they only remember what you do in November. We circled those four games and said, look, if we can if we can win these all, which, I mean, they're all winnable. I mean, Florida State, like you said, we went toe-to-toe in the first half, and then they beat us in the second half. But, I mean, we win that game. You, you, get, you get the ball rolling, you know. You start you start winning these games. You get the six and six, and you go go in a bull game. It's a you're above five hundred, and that, that was definitely our goal, and definitely something we wanted to achieve. But now that's that's out the door. Now it's just kind of like, look, let's let's go week by week and win each game and get to five and seven. And I mean, it's not a good season, but it's a it's a better season than where we're at right now. So that's that's our goal, you know, moving forward. Gavin, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say it's a little bit of yeah, it's like a little bit of both of what you said. I mean. You're taking it week by week, but, like, I mean, me personally, like, I'm not thinking, like, week by week, oh, you know, if we win this, we can get to a bowl. I mean, obviously, against Florida State, we, I mean, we had to win to get to a bowl. But, um, you know, it's really just a week by week thing. And, you know, you want to win the week and then go 4-0 in November. And that's um, what we were trying to do. And uh, fortunately, fell short last week. So, All right. So we're going to actually pivot here. I, I, I said originally that we were just going to do two segments, but I had a, a bright idea that just popped in my head for a middle segment. So you guys don't know what's coming here, but I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, Jake, do you want to go and give it your ad read here before we move on to the middle segment of the show? Yep. And the whole was brought to you by the one place in Pittsburgh where you can caffeinate and create Brushes and Beans Cafe in Marysville. At Brushes and Beans Cafe, you can enjoy a delicious latte, cappuccino, cold brew, and much more while relaxing and creating your very own masterpiece. For more information, visit our website at www.brushesandbeanscafe.com. Or give them a call at 724-610-3782. All right. So, guys, this week you play at Yankee Stadium. You're playing Syracuse. So, first off, I just want to ask, I mean, are are you guys excited to play in Yankee Stadium? Jake, I've seen you at Pirate Games. I know you're a baseball guy. Gavin, I see you posting about the Phillies all the time on your IG story. Did you guys grow up playing baseball? Are you baseball fans? Yeah, definitely. I grew up playing baseball when I was younger for, you know, I think five to six years. I mean, honestly, wasn't that good at it, but uh, I enjoy going to games and, you know, just sitting out there in the Bud Light outfield and, you know, having myself a few cold ones. But uh, it's it's something I enjoy watching. And it's something, I mean, me and Gavin in the past, you know, months just kind of sat down in the basement and watched watched the playoffs, watched uh, the Phillies, you know go deep and wish, wish they would have won. I've been pretty cool to see them win, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big baseball fan. Gavin. Yeah. I played baseball all throughout pretty much all throughout my life. Uh, I quit going in my junior year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've always loved baseball. I actually thought that was my sport, but it uh, turns out it wasn't. Um, 
So, yeah, I'm excited. All right. So for a game this this uh, episode, what we're going to do is we're going to have a draft, us three. And we're each going to pick three players who we would add to the pit football team. We're going to – so three Major League Baseball players, I should say. And they could be current mm. or past. I will, I'll, keep, I'll keep the list here. You guys just need to make a pick. Um, but we'll go through. So you have to name a player. We'll say current or – they had to have been – they had to have played a game in your lifetime. So, like, you guys can't say, like, Willie Stargell or Roberto Clemente or Jackie Robinson or somebody. You have to say someone that you grew up watching or currently watch. And you have to say who they are, like, your pick – what position you would have, and give a little bit of a reason behind it. You get it? Got the you got the gist of it. All right. Who wants first pick? Jake or Gavin? Who? Which one wants to go first? Gavin, go first. Uh, I'll go. All right, Gavin. Yeah. You got the first overall uh, pick. Uh, probably Aaron Judge. I'd probably go tight end, honestly. That are like D end. I feel like that'd be like his best spot. You know, he's big body. Uh. Strong physical dude, I feel like that'd be a good spot. All right, so and then put, wait, hang on. So you you got one pick, and then we're gonna move it over. So oh, I got you. I got you. But do you want him at the end or tight I gotcha. end? Um, I'm gonna go D end. Okay, Jake, you're on the clock uh, now. I'll take Mike Trout. Mike Trout, where are you playing? Yeah. I'll tell you, I'm playing. Yeah, I think I think Mike Trout's going to be a uh, my Mike linebacker. I think that dude can run and hit. I mean, he's solid, like athletic, kind of like uh, I don't know. I just I think dude's a stud. I mean, he's a brick house. So I think I think it's my, my Mike linebacker. Okay, all right. So my first pick, I will go with and Gavin. I'm sorry to do this to you, but I'm going to get Kyle <laughs> Schwarber. And I'm going to make him a fullback. Mm. I think that Kyle Schwarber, if it's third and short, Frank Signetti has a weapon on third and short with Schwarber in the backfield. I know he tore his ACL in 2016, but I still think if you need three yards, Kyle Schwarber can get you three yards. So that'll be my pick. And then I get a second one because it's a snake draft here. Uh, I will go with my second pick. I'll go with, you know what? I'm going to go, again, this was in my lifetime playing. I'm going to go with Joe Maurer. Uh, you guys, Joe I'm Maurer. sure you remember him, Twins catcher. He was, I believe, the number one quarterback in the country his senior year of high school, and he chose baseball instead. So I'm going to go Joe Maurer as a quarterback. Jake, you're on the clock now. All right, this one might be cheating, but um... – what about Dion Sanders, man? That's actually a really good pick. I mean, were you wait? Were you alive when Dion Sanders played? I mean, I, I was. I was. I was born in '99. He played up until what? Let me see. Two thousand. <laughs> He's got it right in front of him. I'm poor. Oh, you have. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I'm, yeah, I'm no. He, he played his last baseball game in two thousand one. So we'll give it to you. All right. Putting him at corner and, and wide receiver. He's going to be like my Travis Hunter, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's not a bad pick. All right. <laughs> Gavin? Uh, I'm going to go with 
Trey Turner, and I'm going to put him at slot. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys play in Boo City, you know, but the Phillies, they were actually cheering for him, and they got him going. So is that the mentality that you would you would need positive reinforcement to get him going again like that? Are you familiar with that yeah, story but- as a Phillies fan? Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, all right. So your final pick, Gavin. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, keep it Philly. Uh, Ryan Howard, I put him at tackle. <laughs> Ryan Howard at tackle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wasn't that fat, was he? I mean, he couldn't move very well. Like, he couldn't. I feel like that's the only place you probably would be able to play football. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Maybe. Jake, you're on the clock. Um, man. (laughs) Give me, give me Josh Harrison. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put him. He's gonna be my like do it all guy. He's gonna play a little bit of running back, a little bit in the slot. We're gonna. He's I'm just gonna make. Guy. I wrote O W offensive weapon. Yes. Freeze. Okay. Yeah. All right. So my final pick, and this might be a niche one, uh, but we'll go with uh, Jabba Chamberlain. Are you familiar with who that is? I've heard the name. I, I can't put. Go it ahead and look up Jabba and... Chamberlain. We're putting him right at a two technique, just right up the middle. He is just going right <laughs> up the gut. He's, he's plugging it all up, and he's stopping the run. He's not going to be playing three downs, uh, especially in the <laughs> shape he's probably in now. But Jamba Cha- Jabba Chamberlain, who is yeah. who, who played on the same field as you guys, uh, yeah, will be playing on Saturday. Yes, was a was a hoss if you've ever seen one. So, all right. So th- those are the teams. Jake's got Mike Trout at middle linebacker, Dion at. Wide out and DB and Josh Harrison. I gotta tell you, I think Jake's got us, Gavin, in this draft. He's got some studs. Yeah. Uh, I got Schwarber yeah. fullback, Joe Mauer quarterback, and Java Chamberlain at defensive tackle. Gavin's got Aaron Judge, Trey Turner, and Ryan Howard. Um, yeah, I like my team the least. I like your guys' teams a lot more. <laughs> so we'll get back. Did, did you guys enjoy this? Did you enjoy this audible, or could we have gone with? I that? did. That was that was awesome. Okay. No, that was good. Yeah, it was All fun. Right. All right, cool. But oh, real quick, also favorite baseball player of all time for both of you. Oh man, huh? I'm trying to think. I I'd say McCutcheon. Honestly, I mean, growing I, up, my God, Jake. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, my bad. I, I think I think McCutcheon. That's just. I mean, that's that guy's been here forever, and mm-hmm. just love the way he plays. Good player. It's easy to root for a guy like that. Growing up, my favorite player was Cliff Lee. I don't know why. Uh, okay. Pitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. He's just my favorite player. I can get behind Cliff Lee. So mine was – I mean, McCutcheon's the easy answer for anyone who grew up in Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. But, like, growing up, like, the Pirates were so bad during my childhood. Like, my favorite players for the Pirates were, like, Jason <laughs> Bay, like, yes. Jack Wilson – you know, Jason Kendall, Brian Giles, like those guys. So like my actual favorite player when I was younger was Derek Jeter. Like, cause mm. I always wanted to watch playoff baseball. And when I was little, like the Yankees were incredible. So 
that's why like I'm super stoked to go to Yankee Stadium because I only got a chance to see Jeter play once. I've never been to Yankee Stadium and I've watched a lot of games in the Bronx, both at the old one and the new one. So it'll be cool. So hopefully I get to go down there on the field with you guys pregame and you know stand on the same ground that my boy Jeets once uh, played on. So that that is crazy. I'll tell you, I've I one more fun, uh, funny thing. I thought I saw so Jock Peterson. I saw him like Monday night football or something. He played with Devontae Adams and led their team with in receptions and in yards and touchdowns a senior year. There you go. We, we sneaky, that's that's the good. that's the draft snub in our draft. There you go. All right, so we're gonna get into uh, the final segment of the show. Gavin, who is it brought to us by? Uh, this segment is sponsored by Rendine Consulting, helping companies staff integrate and optimize their technology systems. Call 412-965-5933 for your technology needs. All right, guys. Uh, as, as we always do, we uh, start this off with first down, which is a headline. I actually want to talk to you about something I wrote. Um, I did a pen- an analysis on your team's penalties. Obviously, penalties has been a problem for your team. You guys lead the ACC with 78 penalties, lead it uh, with average yards per game and total yard penalty yardage. Um but I was looking, and I just kind of want to get your thoughts on this number. You guys have had 26 false starts this season. And to build off of that, you had seven delay of games. So those you combine those two, and, and, and over 75% of your offensive penalties this year have come before the ball snapped. Just want to get your take on why you think that's the case. What, what do you think is going wrong there where you guys are making an error before you know, the play even begins? Yeah, I don't – I truly – that's – it's one of those things where, like, in practice, like, we – uh, you know, we, we do penalties and stuff, and we've kind of had, like – I wouldn't say decent on full starts, but it definitely – it's been, like, a repetitive thing that we've, like, kind of said it correlates. Like, I mean, when you when you jump off sides in practice, you usually do it in the game, and that's where uh, – that's where I think in practice we've been much better. So, hopefully that translates into the game of us not, you know, having full starts and – you know, I guess delay of game penalties. But I, I think – I just think that's one of those things where, like, we have to clean up. Like, we have to stop thinking as much. We just got to go up the line. Like, I mean, if we have to over-communicate it, like, hey, it's on, it's on you know, the first hut, second hut or whatever, you know what I mean? Just, like, honestly, just tell the guy beside you, you know, just make it make it a lot easier so people aren't thinking. But I just think – I think it would be, like, people just thinking too much about the play and not the snap count and – vice versa and causing people to just, you know, get out of their element and jump, which is something that, like you said, we, we have to eliminate. That's just one of those things that kills you. It's drive stoppers. It's puts you from first down to first and 15. And then you have a different call. You can't, you, it's hard to run on first and 15. You know, you want to pass it like to get back to the sticks. And it's like, you just want to have efficient plays and start, start off the drive the right way and not have those uh, drive killers. Yeah, like he said, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you could practice a thousand times and get it right. But, like, as soon as you get in a game, like, you lose focus for one second and then you just forget what, like, the snap count is. And, you know, that's – it's it's killing us and uh, it's something we got to eliminate. And, um, you know, we're working on it at practice and uh, hopefully we can just translate it over to the game. All right, we move now to the second thing. Say something nice. Say something nice about Syracuse. Um, they're they're a talented team. They're a team that pretty much I think on defensive side ball, like we saw like the same guys. I don't know if they really graduated too many guys, but 
just playing them from last year to this year, I pretty much think it was like the same guys. And, and you know, they've got a lot better. I and mean, when you have a team that just, you know, can retain guys and, you know, keep keep growing in their system and learning their system and stuff like that, you see that on film. And, you know, they're flying around. They have a lot of uh, – they do a lot of stunts, a lot of movements and stuff to throw, uh, throw the offenses – throw the offense off and, you know, try to just get home to the quarterback. So I'm super, I'm super excited for the challenge and, uh, you know, play them in Yankee stadium. Yeah. I mean, they're a good team. Like Jake said, um, you know, been going against the same guys they got for the past year or two. Um, you know, they do a lot of different stunts and stuff up front that, uh, you know, we've been working on and, uh, mastering this week. So it'll be fun to see it this week. Uh, third, Segment is uh, or third part of this is practice player of the week, guys. Who are your picks for that? Um, I'm gonna take Rodney Hammond, man. That's my guy. He uh, he's been he's been working his tail off, you know, hasn't had the production I'm sure he's wanted to have, you know, so far through nine games. But I think uh, I think it's a guy that if we if we up front do our job, he can really open it up and help us become two dimensional, you know. So I think I'm gonna guy to look for this week. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, defensive guy, Dayon, uh, Dayon Hayes. Um, I thought this week at practice going against him, uh, you know, he was doing a great job. Uh, the scout team, uh, like the O-line and uh, tight end, said that he was uh, tearing it up, doing a great job this week with their installs. So I'm excited to see him tear it up this week. And last but certainly not least, key to victory. How does Pitt take down Syracuse? Five words or less. Limit the penalties and be explosive. That is way more than five words. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say no turnovers. All right. Uh, no. I'll, I'll add one in. How about just get it done? There we G-I-D, go. G-I-D. Yeah. G-I-D. There you go. Blue that's, vase that's, it. Yeah, blue vase it, right? Blue vase you can it, see yeah. it in the blue background here. It. Yep, there it is. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's looming over me still. All right, guys, any final thoughts as we wrap up another show? Let's just go win. No. I like to win. Yeah. Let's go win games. All right. Fair enough. I like, <laughs> I like to write about wins. So that's that would be great. All right. Yeah. So for Gavin, for Jake, I'm Noah Hiles signing off saying keep tuning in to In the Trenches and keep uh, subscribe to the Post-Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel podcast network for all of your Pittsburgh sports coverage by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Take care. Thank you for checking out this content from Post-Gazette Sports. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all of the sports coverage the Post-Gazette has to offer, visit post-gazette.com.